Welcome to another edition of Believe in the Bronx, the uh, end of spring training. Let's get ready for opening day edition. Pete Caldera, still here in Florida. I'm flying out today. Mike Stanton back in the studios. And uh, Mike, it's always an exciting time opening day. And I uh, thought we'd go over some of the things uh, we're excited for and uh, things we're a little worried about uh, heading into 2023. Yeah, it's a very exciting time for fans, for players, for organizations. You, you know, uh, what's the old saying? Hope springs eternal. That's really what's going on right here. And, you know, there's a lot of things people need to understand exactly. This is a difficult time of the year for players, okay? Just to give you a little insight in what's going on. Yes, there's players that don't know where they're going. They're not sure where they're going to be playing. They don't know where they're going to live. If they have a family, they have to figure out the logistics. But even the players, the veteran players that know that they're going to New York, if you don't own a place in New York, you got to find a place to live. You got to do all the logistics of the travel. What am I going to do with my vehicle? All these kind of things are going through the players' minds. And you really don't get into a good routine until like two to three weeks into the regular season. Yeah. You remember your first opening day? Is that still a vivid, vivid memory? I do. I do. That would be uh, 1990. Now, unfortunately, at the time, I was going through, and I hadn't said anything yet, I was going through some shoulder issues. And uh, so it wasn't as happy a time as it could have been. But, yes, I absolutely remember. That was, uh, that was Fulton County Stadium in Atlanta. Wow. Uh, well, and uh, the Yankees will be opening up uh, in the Bronx against the San Francisco Giants. Um, things we're excited about, I, I think right off the bat, Mike, uh, when you, you see a rookie, especially a, a very much heralded rookie, a guy who's uh, been their number one prospect for, for a while, and Anthony Volpe, uh, coming to spring training, 22 games of uh, AAA experience only, and he comes in and, and, and wins the job outright. Yeah. Uh, that uh, I don't think – listen, I didn't – I don't think a lot of people expected him to uh, – to start at Yankee Stadium with just those uh, that, that limited AAA experience, um, mm -hmm. you know the fact that uh, he came out and did everything he, he possibly could to win this job uh, out of camp and uh, and and beat out uh, IKF and uh, Oswald Peraza. Uh, I mean, kind of speaks volumes of uh, you know what they think about this kid and, and how he performed so far and uh, and all the uh, anticipation of seeing a 21 year old. Back at shortstop at, at Yankee Stadium, that's uh, that's quite a thing. Yeah, he's gonna get he's gonna get quite the ovation when uh, when 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 his name does get announced there in Yankee Stadium because he's absolutely deserved this. You know, this is you know going into this, you remember uh, uh, Booney was talking about how you know this is a competition, and we we're all like, well, yeah, it's really between a yeah. couple of guys, but. You know, Volpe being the young guy, still having options. Really, is he really got a shot? Well, the answer is yes. I mean, he wins the game, the, the job outright, and uh, that is a special time. I mean, you, know, you don't see, and this is across the league, you don't see rookies come out of spring training winning jobs very often, especially not at shortstop, especially not in New York, really especially not in the Bronx. Last time we saw that, Hall of Famer Derek Jeter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of comparisons, you know, in character and personality and obviously position uh, with, with Jeter. You don't want to heap mm -hmm. that on the kid. But, uh, you know, right. talking to scouts and just watching his, uh, you know, that, that 30 game Grapefruit League schedule um, it was really impressive. Um, you know, I made it pretty much made every play at, at, at shortstop. There wasn't a, 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 you know, charging in the hole, going to his left, going to his right, you know, right. 
strong arm, quick release, um, could even turn the double play at second base. The, the handful of times he um, he played over there, that was not an issue for him. Um, you know, the, the the offensive package this guy showed, What I think what was most impressive to me was the nine walks he drew mm-hmm. in camp. And, uh, you know, he'd have an at-bat where, he, you know, you, you struck him out on a slider. If he saw that pitch again, that same pitch from that same pitcher, you know, he could jump on it. He could recognize it uh, and often did some damage with it. Uh, you know, he, he had over a thousand OPS in this camp and uh, he can run. He's got base dealing ability and, and uh, Aaron Boone uh, is planning on batting him in the ninth spot uh, on opening day and, and uh, possibly keeping him there for a while. Now this Perfect. He, could be a, he could be a future leadoff hitter. He could be a future middle of the order hitter, but I think yeah. uh, the, the nine spot is, is probably a comfortable spot to, to put him in and, and let him be that, that kind of second leadoff hitter uh, in, in front of uh, guys like LeMayhew and, and Judge mm-hmm. batting one and two. Well, and, and being in the ninth spot is kind of a leadoff spot anyways. Just simply, you're just not going to get as many at-bats, and that's exactly where he should be. You know, to tell you the truth, and again, we don't want to we don't want to put too much pressure on him. We want to let him develop at the big league level. He's a more polished player than Derek Jeter was. You know, Derek Jeter was not a good defensive player, had a bunch of errors in the minor leagues, had a bunch of errors in that first year, but you know, the character is there. The maturity is there. And and with, with Volpe, it's it's really f- going to be fun to watch him develop. And I like the idea of putting him at the bottom of the lineup, try and take his – listen, you're, you're going to be opening day shortstop for the New York Yankees. There's going to be pressure in that just in making the opening day roster, much less being in the lineup. So you want to take as much pressure off the young man as you can. So Booney's doing exactly what he should do. Put him at the bottom of the lineup and leave him alone. Don't don't uh, don't even really talk about him. Let him just do his thing. But especially defensively, I think he is he is much more advanced than Derek was at this point in his career. Yeah, it's interesting. And they, and they both have that that kind of, you know, winning pedigree. Uh yeah. you know, that was innate to to Jeter obviously and that, but you saw that develop uh, and pretty quickly, you know, winning a World Series championship is his first year in the Bronx and the Rookie of the Year award. Uh, but with Volpe, you know, you know, he's he's won a state title. He's led a team there. He's 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 been on gold medal, uh, you know, USA under uh, 18 teams. He's right. He's performed at a high level in a lot of spotlight events. Mm-hmm. And that's what got the scouts attention. That's what made him a first round draft pick. And, you know, coming out of New Jersey, uh, you know, you know, these kids don't play as much as the kids in California and Florida and, uh, uh, you know, in the Latin American countries. So this is even down uh, here in Texas. Yeah. A, you know, you're talking about a, a guy who, you know, he's got he's got special stamped on him. Uh, yeah. you know, and that's a word that uh, you hear from scouts and, and executives when, when when they talk about. Him. And, and I think when you look at him and compare him to Derek, uh, I think that, uh, you know, there was still some question marks about Derek Jeter defensively. You know, I think offensively they felt okay. You know, he needed to develop. I mean, I, I, we've seen the rookie cards of how, you know, tall and skinny Derek was. But, um, you know, the athleticism was there. It's the same thing with Anthony. You know, there's there's no question about that. But his him going through all of the USA baseball, all of the – um, uh, you know, all of the amateur baseball that he did and getting the notoriety that he did, he was already playing pressure, you know, pressure baseball. So I think that's all gone to his maturity. But it's, you know, 
we've also seen young players that have wilted under that same pressure. So I think you have to give it to Anthony and say, okay, he's dealt with the pressure. He's excelled in those situations. Now, the pressure he's been on is going to be nothing compared to what he's going to have to do in Yankee Stadium with the pressure of being the shortstop in the Bronx. But I think that you can you 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 feel pretty good about where he is mentally and about how he had how he's going to approach this and just go out there and let those athletic ability his athletic ability shine. Yeah, and now you got to think he's 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 up here and he's here to stay. Uh, but you always wonder with the Yankees and the pressure to win. I mean. You know, the what if scenarios, if, if he's struggling uh, in the first four weeks of the season and, and Oswald Peraz is uh, at AAA batting 300, yeah. um, you know, th- there's there's going to be, uh, you know, that that pressure to, uh, you know, to, to stay in the lineup and, and sure. perhaps some pressure even on the front office to, uh, you know, to what do you what do you do there? Do you, do you just let him develop and go through, uh, you know, some of these uh you know, hard, you got to struggle. Growing He's got, you got to let him struggle. Every, every player goes through them. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and listen, you can't you you don't want to put you know the what ifs or the but at the end of the state the statement. You're the starting shortstop, but if you right. struggle for three weeks, we're going to pull the. That's not you know that Brian Cashman, you know th- this organization has been through this before. They're not going to, uh, the, they're they're not going to panic. And listen, to tell you the truth, if they put him in the nine hole, if this team is really looking for substantial offense from that position in the lineup, they're probably in trouble. They probably have other issues. So, you know, I think that he's there at least for, gosh, I'll give him two months, maybe longer than that. But I don't think he's really going to struggle. Now, I'm not saying he's going to hit 300. The key isn't going to be the numbers he puts up. It's going to be how he, you know, how he reacts to the struggles because listen hitting the slider in spring training and hitting the slider in regular season is different it's not the same thing you know pitchers are going to bear down a little bit more when you put the second deck on the stadium now all of a sudden uh things get ramped up a little bit more velocity plays a little bit more the bite on the slider and the breaking ball the, the change up is a little bit better but we know that this kid has the has the the mental wherewithal to put up with this guy, you know, to put up with these struggles. So it's not going to be whether he struggles or not. It's going to be how he reacts to those struggles. Yeah, and uh, certainly he's. Uh, I mean, this is this is a kid who's, who's very confident in, in a in a quiet way about his ability and uh, and you know plays the game with an energy and an enthusiasm. Yeah, and a, and a constant smile that uh, really uh, is infectious and. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's it, that that's what really makes this an op- optimistic uh, time for, for both Volpe and the Yankees. Very, very exciting that uh, you're going to see a 21 year old at shortstop. The other things I think uh, you can be excited about, you know, Garrett Cole, the, the ace, you know, came through uh, spring training. Looks like he's, you know, ready to be in the Cy Young, uh, you know, category again in 200 right. innings. Aaron Judge had an excellent spring coming off a historic season. Um, you know, they the exception of Harrison Bader in their, in their uh, starting lineup. Uh, they have the guys that the, they anticipated being in and Bader with the oblique maybe comes by, by mid April. Uh, but the things you worry about, and it starts with the starting pitching with three guys on the IL and Montas, who you may not see all year or perhaps in the second half uh, Severino and, and Radon could, could miss three or four starts right off the bat. Uh, and now you're into the, uh, the, uh, 
starting pitching depth of an organization that was thin in that area to, to begin with. Right. So I think that's that's the number one concern right off the bat here, Mike. Yeah, and there's a couple of relievers that are on the shelf also. But um, yeah, that's going to be where it is. I mean, it is it. How do you win in baseball? Okay, you're not going to beat teams into submission, and we know that this team has uh, at, at times has been a tremendous offensive team. Second half last year, they really struggled, except for for uh, Aaron Judge. You're going to have to pitch. It's going to have to be run prevention. So they're going to have to have somebody step up. But and hopefully. You know, uh, uh, Rodon, it's it is just a couple months or just a couple starts. You know, this is something that's not going to flare up again. Um, you know, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. But you know, at, at this point, you know, everybody's tied for first place, and so you just don't. You know, the old saying, you know, you can't win the division in April, you can lose it. And what they need to do right now is just get healthy as quickly as they can. Go out and you know try and play. I mean, you want to win every game, but you know when you still are, are 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 going through injuries and you're trying to get completely healthy as a roster, you really have to look at it and go, okay, if we can play 500 through April until we get healthy, then we're going to be okay. You know, I think there was the one team, I think the Atlanta Braves, way back in the 80s, uh, maybe they did win the division in the <laughs> in the first month, but they only lost like a game or two or something crazy like that. That does that's not going to happen. Um, it's only happened once. So, you know, all you got to make sure is you don't bury yourself and you're trying not to dig out of a big hole and you know, that you've, that you've created in April and you're still trying to dig out of that hole in late June into July. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, even last year's Yankees, they got off to a, you know, what looked like an historic start. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Over the first uh, two and a half, three months. And, uh, you know, they had to use all of that capital just to get them uh, to, to the finish line, basically, right. with, a, with a rough second half. Now, you've got a rotation now that has to rely on guys like uh, Domingo Herman, mm -hmm. Clark Schmidt. Johnny Brito wasn't a name we talked about much uh, going into this uh, camp, but he looks like he's he's got to be pressed into the starting duty now. He's uh, he's had a he's had a pretty good camp. I mean, yeah. Herman and Schmidt have as well. But, you know, these are guys that – also, um, you know, might have been bullpen pieces for you. And mm -hmm. as you mentioned, you know, Trevino and Canely uh, are already, uh, you know, up on the shelf until a, a, about mid-May. Um, there's always other injuries that that, that pop up. I, I didn't think that uh, if, if you're if you're sitting there as, as Brian Cashman, look, you're always looking for upgrades and you're always looking for possibilities to improve your team. But you know, I don't think he expected to be uh, you know searching for pitching this early uh, in right. the 2023 season. So you, you never know what may happen there, but they expended a lot of trade capital just to get two guys, Frankie Montas and Scott Efros, yes. who may not pitch all year. Efros, the reliever uh, that, uh, that they got from the Cubs last year, uh, had Tommy John surgery. So, uh, you know, you're, you're already into your, your, your pitching depth at the starting and the relieving levels. And, uh, and, and you used a lot of, of your young capital to get mm -hmm. uh, some of these guys uh, last year. So um, I think the Yankees are really – tough position they're gonna to have to get some of these guys healthy and quick. they are and it's unfortunate they're having to go through this right now this is supposed to be one of the best teams in the american league and i think they will be but um you know you you hate that your big off-season acquisition he's not there at the start you know you, you've got other guys that that um there's big question marks about and you hate the fact that you're having to dip into into that depth 
before the season even starts. You know, we're still at the end of spring training here, uh, opening day in a couple days. So it, it's it's unfortunate, but it's the it's the hand they're dealt. They have to deal with it. And, you know, right now, that's why I'm saying you just tread water, you know, try and play about 500 at least uh, until you can get healthy. But hopefully, keep your fingers crossed, those guys don't have any any setbacks and they are coming back either – the end of April or the middle of May. And then hopefully from there, they're good for the rest of the season. Yeah. And uh, when you talk about trade possibilities too, I mean, this team still has a surplus of infielders and mm-hmm. uh, labor Torres uh, has two years of, of control left, including th- this season. Right. Um, I mean, a, a guy could potentially be moved uh, at some point this, this season uh, to, to help their pitching. Um, you know, Isaiah kind of you, you wonder you know, what his standing is on this team as a super utility guy, but they also yeah. have a guy that, that does that in, in Oswald Cabrera. And uh, Cabrera could frankly wind up as the regular left fielder if, if uh, Aaron Hicks stumbles again. Now, Hicks has had a good spring. Um, he's uh, really thrived, uh, uh, you know, in the in the sense of there's no, uh, there's no more uh, position player out in short right field to take away uh, potential hits. That'll help uh, Hicks and, and Anthony Rizzo especially. Uh, but, you know, Cabrera could wind up being your left fielder. You wonder about the production out of third base. Now, Josh Donaldson's had a good, productive, and healthy spring. Uh, he was a goal-goal caliber third baseman last year, but uh, really struggled at the plate. And, and uh, I mean, you know the fans at Yankee Stadium, uh, in the first 0 for 4 days, one of those guys. And, uh, uh, yeah, he's going to hear it. He's going to hear it. There's no doubt about it. But, um, you know, I don't, to tell you the truth, this is a very, very difficult time to make a trade. We don't see yeah. trades at the beginning of the season very often. Uh, there Now, you know, in the next day or two, there have already been a couple, you know, uh, veteran pitchers that ha- can opt out of spring training because they're not going to make the roster. Um, you know, there may be some options there. We'll have to wait and see if cash can go there. But as far as trades are concerned, I think they have to hold on to everybody right now, just simply because of what the the injury history of this team is. You know, they you know you look at last year. My goodness, if it, I mean, if there was ever a description of an MVP, it was Aaron Judge because that team does not make the playoffs, much less uh, you know go deeper in the playoffs without Aaron Judge last year. So. You know, I, I think that, you know, they have to just hold on to everything right now. And we know that, that Brian Cashman has been doing this for so long. He is not going to panic in this situation. Uh, he might be losing sleep, but he's not going to panic. He's going to make sure that, that you know, whatever move they make is going to be one that isn't going to be just for right now. It's also going to be for, you know, later in the season, maybe even the future. Yeah. Uh, you worry about the balance of this lineup too. I mean, there's really only one, you know, tried and true left-hand hitter in this in this lineup in in Rizzo. Uh, you know, you've got uh, Hicks and Cabrera who are, who are switch hitters, and you know they'll they'll probably be just two lefty hitters in that in that yeah. opening day opening day lineup and uh, throughout the year. You know, I'm not really concerned with it all that much. Yeah, you would like to have another uh, another left-handed hitter, but, you know, just to have a le- another left-handed hitter would have to be the right left-handed hitter. Yeah. But I still think, you know, the last time you and I were together, we talked about DJ LeMahieu. I think he's the key. I think if you can get him his at-bats on a daily basis, I think that's going to make the whole lineup better just simply because, you know, he is an on-base machine. 
And if he can do, you know, just be DJ LeMahieu, don't need him to be superstar or anything like that, but just get on base. I think that, you know, there's going to be more opportunities for the middle of that lineup to drive in runs. And then, you know, you obviously you want to keep your fingers crossed about Josh Donaldson. You know, he's not, I know, I know Yankee fans want him to go away. He's not going anywhere, at least not right now. He's going to play third base and listen, he, yeah, he plays, he plays with an attitude. There's, there's a lot of personality there, but if he's performing on the field, let him show that personality, whatever you want to do, go out there and, and put some numbers up offensively because you know, he's going to be good defensively, but yeah, there was, you know, second half of the season really, really struggled along with, well, most of that lineup. Yeah. $29 million too. He's, he's making this year. That's a, that's a hard, it's hard contract to, to move. Uh, right. But uh, you mentioned LeMayhew. He's had a healthy productive spring. looks like he's uh, over that, that, that foot issue that, that uh, plagued him. Fingers crossed. Second <laughs> half last year. So uh, yeah, uh, certainly, uh, you know, going well as, as you move into this regular season. So right. uh, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, excited about opening day. Uh, Stay with us all season. Believe in the Bronx. Mike Stanton, Pete Caldera. Mike, happy opening day. Same to you, and enjoy. Uh, hopefully the weather's okay there. It will yeah. be okay there in New York. We, I think we'll be fine down here in Houston since we do have a, a, a roof over our heads. Great. Well, uh, weather's been fantastic in Florida, but uh, different uh, different animal up, uh, <laughs> up in New York. We'll see you in the Bronx. Take care, everyone.